dude, like, I know this is kind of bad to say, but the pandemic was the best thing to happen to Taco Cabana. (laughs) (laughs) Because their drive-thru margaritas... introduced myself to my dog for the first time the other day you in oh like naked no we really (laughs) (laughs) like bestiality (laughs) i offered myself no um i we realized that our dog like we had never told our dog our names you know like when Blake and i talk to each other we say each other's names so bush hears our names but I've never been like, hello, I'm Sarah, I'm your mom. So the other day, I formally introduced myself to my dog for the first time. Because I, I just realized, like, I had never told my dog my name. Hi, Simba. I'm Kristen. I'm your mom. Yay! He's asleep. Oh, <laughs> I'll dream about you. Have you seen those videos where people dress up as old people? And, like, go to bars or have a party at their house where everyone dresses up. I've seen the one where, uh, okay, so you know how COVID's a thing now and we wear masks? Mm-hmm. Fucking wish that this happened when I was 16 because they just throw on a wig, they get, like, their parents' ID, put yeah. on a mask, and they fucking go to the gas stations and yeah. get liquor. And it works. Mm-hmm. No one cares. Wow. Uh, yeah. I did that anyways. I mean, not the... <laughs> I had to fucking get a fake ID like the, how we did back in the olden days. Yeah. Still pretty easy. I mean, it worked for the most part. Yeah. I had to like, I had to scratch it on the, scratch it on the pavement a little bit because it was like (laughs) too new. Too pristine. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like the old school Texas IDs. Like, I don't know. They have new ones now that are like red white and blue almost so it's not like the id that i have now but it was the id before that like the style Mm -hmm. of id before that i don't think i don't think any of that made sense but it was a really old school style of texas id i got two copies of it it was great it got me in everywhere for the most part except for that one strip on sixth street Mm -hmm. yeah grand times man Theodore's never allowed outside. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I look at the shit I did. I'm like, I... Never happening. He's like, I'm going to go study. I'm like, no, you're fucking not. You're going to be in the alleyway doing drugs. I'm not having it. I wonder if hay misters are still a thing. Like, did you ever pull a hay mister outside of a gas station? Hey, mister, will you buy me a case of beer? Hey, mister. We would always just happen to know someone who was older or i would do the water and the vodka trick yeah yeah i that's like how i got my alcohol back in the day but no we always i always just happen to know someone i don't know Hmm. like daddy issues i always would date someone a little bit older than me in high school yeah aside from like my senior year 
And I don't know. They just always mm-hmm. knew someone. Yeah. Or they true. were that someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I want to say a lot, a lot of the time, but I also don't want to implicate myself of the shit I've done. Oh, no. I had... It's okay. Development. I only drink every other day. (laughs) (laughs) When I was sick, I didn't drink for almost a week. um, Damn. Yeah. And it felt good. And I know for some people that may not sound like a lot, but for me, it, that is. I think so. So many people during COVID times can for sure understand that. There, Did you, have you not seen that one TikTok of the guy going through his neighborhood on, like, trash day, walking around and going through everyone's recycle bins and all you see are bottles of fucking alcohol? And I'm like, yeah, my house wouldn't probably not be any different. Huh. Yeah. I know. Every time I take out a trash bag, you hear a bunch of clinking. You hear wine bottles. <laughs> here we don't do liquor but wine hell yeah oh man i have been loving white claws just white claws have gotten me through covid for sure for sure ever since you said that the topo chico seltzers taste like sunscreen or tanning oil i noticed that also but i don't really mind it except it's like i don't know the Maybe I was drinking too many of them, but I got kind of topoed out. No, they straight up taste like ass. I was honestly, I had real high expectations for that drink. So that's why I think when I first got it, I was like, you know, this is good. I enjoy this. This is mm-hmm. fine. But the more I kept drinking it, I was like, no, this isn't fine. And why am I torturing myself? Like, I, there are better seltzers out there. Honestly, like, I haven't had a better seltzer than White Claw. Yeah, I know. I liked the Topo at first, but then it got... The flavors were kind of overwhelming. Because, like, the one that you said that you like like and taste the least like tanning lotion was the lemon-lime. But every time I take a sip of that, I taste straight tanning oil. Yeah. And so it's just weird. It's, like, turned on me a little bit. But, I mean, like, don't take my word for advice. I learned the most about me when we were just like googling for shits and giggles like most popular white claw flavors because we were just curious and i think the number one flavor is like raspberry which i guess i kind of get like it's okay but that's the last one i reach for it's like honestly my least favorite and i was like what the fuck so i was like let me see what the least favorite is so i scroll all the way down it's fucking grapefruit yeah. That's my favorite flavor. Mm, and of least. course, no, it, it makes perfect sense that, like, I would like the thing that everyone hates the most because yeah. that just seems to be my yeah. taste. Right. That's why everyone hates me. It's fine. I would think the first liked flavor would be black cherry. I don't know. I feel like I know or I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I like the black cherry. That's the one I I got. think a lot of people dig the fruity, though. I think black yeah. cherry was, like, second or third. But... I do like the berries. I just feel like you can never go wrong with it unless they make it sweet. Um, the, the other ones are okay. Dude, grapefruit's my shit. It's so good. It's so refreshing. I've tried to make it at home multiple times, but I can't replicate it. One the of these days. like, seltzer? Yeah, like, I make, um... 
like a grapefruit syrup. So instead of regular sugar, I just do like a sugar-free alternative or like the the healthy sugars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like monk fruits, sweetener or not. H-E-B has a really good like granulated zero sugar sugar, you know what yeah. I mean? And you just throw some grapefruit in there, throw it in some sugar, <laughs> some sugar. <laughs> throw it in some sugar and then you let it sit for like maybe a week and then it turns into a syrup and then you put that shit in some sparkling sodas you throw some vodka in there it gets real good i do it without the vodka i just make uh like a lemon syrup and i do it with some topo topo is my fucking favorite that's why i was so disappointed with their seltzers i can't don't topo don't sponsor us unless you want to just do the <laughs> sparkling water because i can't stand by a seltzer like that it really freaked me out yeah <laughs> freaked you out. anyways welcome to the red rum and red wine podcast the podcast where we talk about the mysterious mishaps and murderous things while we're drunk did that sound like we were drunk because yeah a little bit <laughs> Drinking some of this magahita. Single-handedly <laughs> keeping Taco Bell, or not Taco Bell, <laughs> Taco Cabana in a service. What are you drinking? I am drinking a black cherry Go! white claw tall Miss boy. Number two favorite out of all the white claws. Yes. And um, I like white claws for during the day. This is our first day episode. Yeah, first day recording. It's Welcome. such a beautiful day out, and we're sitting in dark rooms recording and drinking. <laughs> Typical. 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 But we're back, and we're better than ever. Sarah, especially. Yes. Yeah, I caught a bug earlier or last week, and it was not fun. First time I had gotten kind of sick like that in a while, but it could have been worse. I'm better now, so sadly, I didn't get to go see Kristen in Texas and we didn't get to do anything fun but she did record a drunk mystery Saturday special so definitely go check that out oh my god maybe don't because I was really (laughs) drunk I listened to that and I was like wow without Sarah to help keep me on topic that's uh pretty hard I don't know how people do it well there will be more drunk mysteries in the future hopefully more yes. little surprises uh, or special episodes when we can get to them. No, for sure. I definitely think it's something that we want to throw on a Patreon at some point. So yeah. definitely if it's an idea that you like or if that was a special that you liked, let us know. Hop on our socials and... Let us know. Yeah, I mean, tell us what you like. How else is that? Oh, fucking know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is dating, okay? We're in a relationship. You gotta communicate. This is a two-way street. Yeah, it takes two to tango, baby. Takes two to tango. And speaking of communication, it's Sarah's turn. We're, <laughs> we're spicing things up. Sarah's going on a Wednesday. Yeah. Good um, shit. Yeah, we switched up our recording schedule a little bit due to my last week's fiasco. And so here we are. It's my turn today. Uh, And I do think we are going to do another change. We're going to possibly change to a Tuesday, 
Thursday schedule starting sometime next month. I don't know. Yes. So we're think it'll potentially happen. So again, tell us what you think. Yeah. Let us know. Sorry, but it's probably gonna happen. Release dates are a little <laughs> bumpy right now. We're just testing things out, seeing what works best. We noticed uh, a lot of y'all like to listen on those days, so we thought we would give it a try for a month, see what happens. So, yeah. Shall we jump into this? Let's jump in. Literally. Let's jump Because <laughs> you'll see. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was a good one. Good one. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right. So, huh. We all love a good drug smuggling story from the 80s, am I right? I love drugs. Yeah. Well, no. (laughs) I love the good legal drugs. Yeah. (laughs) I love drugs. (laughs) Safe for everyone in the back. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so shout out to my friend and neighbor, Savannah, because she's the one who told me about this story, and... I don't think I'd ever heard it, so I just thought it was kind of cute, kind of, like, funny, although it does involve some death. So Some light death, (laughs) nothing tragic. (laughs) I mean, I don't know, considering eh, we all have our our different levels of tragic, but... Everybody has those days. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of the next lyric, and... I don't. I think I actually made that lyric up. Oh. I said it wrong. <laughs> Maybe, um, but okay. So this story has been kind of popping up again in the media because it's getting made into a movie. Oh, yeah. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But this is the story of Pablo Escobar or Cocaine <laughs> Bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was um, like, I think you said that wrong. <laughs> no, Esco Bear. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, I'm I'm intrigued. Let's let's hear. I'm titillated. <laughs> I'm tantalized. <laughs> All right. Um. So it's September 11th, 1985, and we're in Knoxville, Tennessee. 85-year-old Fred Myers looked out of his window one morning and saw, or that morning, and saw what obviously looked like a dead body in his driveway. Uh, he oh, said, it, yeah, he said it was obvious because, uh, well, first it was obviously a dead parachuter because there is this parachute in his driveway, but he saw limbs sticking out of like the edges of it <gasps> and it wasn't moving or anything. So, uh, typically you like, people are like, oh, it's a mannequin or it's a really big doll. Right. No, this guy was, I <laughs> guess, like, yeah, the parachute kind of gave body. it away. <laughs> Uh, so he calls the police and whatnot. They come out, and the police easily identified the dead parachuter as 40-year-old Andrew Thornton. And they easily identified him because he was an ex-narcotics officer and lawyer from the area. Wow, why am I not shocked to hear that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was presumed that Andrew died on contact during his crash, uh, crash landing, which was about six to eight hours before his body was discovered. So Fred Myers, the homeowner where uh, Andrew was found, he said that he did kind of remember hearing a noise, like a loud thump or crash noise around midnight, but it wasn't significant enough to where he like went to go check it out. Mm-hmm. So Andrew had dried blood coming from his nose, 
and was dressed in a khaki outfit as well as a bulletproof vest and had night vision goggles on him. He also had an army duffel bag containing 77 pounds of cocaine, which was valued at Holy shit! It was valued at $14 million, which would be $40 million today. <laughs> I'm just thinking of what I would do if I had that much cocaine in my life. Probably. I know. It literally makes my nose burn just reading about it. It makes my heart stop <laughs> at the thought of even looking at that. I mean, holy... Yeah. Wow. He was also That's armed. a lot of rave parties. <laughs> yeah, well, just wait till you hear how much more there was. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they had more than... That's a literal... That is bigger than my two-year-old child. It was raining cocaine, dude. Okay? What do they call it? The devil's snow or whatever? Mm-hmm. So, Damn. Andrew was also armed with a Browning 9 millimeter automatic pistol as well as a 22 caliber derringer whatever you know i put the names of the guns but i'm just like okay they were yeah whatever guns. the fuck that means he had two guns he also had some miscellaneous items on him such as thousands of dollars in cash um i couldn't find the exact amount it wasn't a shit ton i think it was like three to five thousand maybe or three to seven thousand dollars you know just you a, know, just a cool three to five po- pocket change he had books with codes and names in them, and six Krugerrands, which I had to look up, uh, also called Rands. They are so- South African gold coins, um, and they're gold, so the the value of them fluctuates depending on the gold price, yeah. I think. Yeah, be a good time to sell it now, maybe? I don't know, it yeah. used to be a good market. I looked it up, and like right now, one Rand is equivalent to point zero one seven dollars so I think the price of gold is pretty low right now. Oh. I was like, I have no idea what that means. Me either, really. (laughs) Andrew's accident um, was presumed to be the result of a parachute malfunction that happened when he jumped out of his Cessna airplane. Detectives say they think he was planning on jumping and landing in a nearby private airport to then meet someone to deliver the cocaine to. But instead of landing at the Island Home Airport, the parachute malfunction led him to meeting his end in Fred Meyer's driveway. So that airport he was aiming for was apparently pretty nearby. He just didn't make it. And so sorry, this is in Tennessee, right? (laughs) Yes. So that's where Andrew's body landed, was in Knoxville, Tennessee. Although he was local. Um, And apparently, Andrew's karate instructor was aboard the plane with him, and he had no idea, apparently, about this smuggling operation. So he apparently parachuted out as well and lived, but I didn't see too much information on that, so I'm not really sure if his karate instructor was... Wait, so he was in the plane with all of the cocaine? Yes. And he lived, but he said that he had no idea about the cocaine? Apparently. Until, so, um... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Before jumping out of the plane, Andrew put the navigation on autopilot towards the Atlantic Ocean, but Mm -hmm. the plane was found that same morning that Andrew was found, crashed 60 miles away in the North Carolina mountains, 
So whenever it was on autopilot, it didn't clear the mountains to go to the ocean. It just crashed. And uh, they knew it was Andrew's plane because Andrew had a key in his pocket that the serial number or something matched with the plane. So who is Andrew? Why was this ex-narcotics Andrew? And- <laughs> ex-narcotics Andrew. Why was this <laughs> ex-narcotics officer lawyer jumping from the sky with a shit ton of cocaine? I'm not that surprised, but tell me the obvious path yeah. of this goody two shoes took. Uh-huh. Andrew Thor- Thor- <clears throat> Thornton, Andrew Thornton the second, aka Drew, aka ACT the second, was born on October 30th, 1944, in Paris, Kentucky. He had a little bit of a troubled childhood, which resulted in him attending a military academy which then resulted him into becoming a Kentucky police officer in 1968 in the area of Mm. Lexington, to be exact. Um, So I'm not sure how close Lexington, Kentucky is to Knoxville, Tennessee, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty close. No idea. Knowing of my minor knowledge of Tennessee and Kentucky. Um, So during his time as a police officer, he served as a narcotics officer from 1970 to 1973. He studied and completed his law degree while he was in the force. So when he resigned in 1977, which, why did he resign? I don't know. Oh, they never say? He didn't, like, retire. He resigned after nine years in the force. So I couldn't find why he resigned or what was up with that. I just thought it could be, you know, who knows. That is sketch. So when he resigned, um, he became a lawyer also in Lexington. But in 1981, I'm not sure. I think maybe he ended his career as a lawyer or maybe he got into some fishy stuff and that's what ended his career. But in 1981, he was accused of stealing weapons from the China Lake Naval Weapons Center, which is on a naval base in California where they do a bunch of naval training and stuff, like weapons training, all kinds of training. And he was also accused for conspiring to smuggle marijuana into the U.S. What the fuck? Yeah. So Okay, so, yeah. No, I could see why he would resign. (laughs) Yeah. He was among 25 other men for the weapon theft, and apparently they were all linked to the the smuggling ring called The Company, which sounds really creepy. Ew. But he ended up avoiding any felonies for the weapon theft and just paid some fines and some time in uh, prison. I think he did, like, six months or something, or maybe that could be... Of course. A really far off guess, but it wasn't long. Um, and the, the, the prison time was for the drug smuggling, so for the weapon theft, he just paid fines. Oh yeah, and you can look at the pictures now, I'm so sorry. The first two oh, yeah. at least. You'll see the third one, it'll just pop up, but the first two pictures I sent you, the first one is of Andrew, and the second one is of the crime scene in Fred Meyer's driveway. That looks like a guy who would do a lot of cocaine. Total ex-cop <laughs> narcotics dude. From the 80s. The mustache. Yeah, that is very much a 70s mustache. Uh, Before jumping out of his airplane, Andrew supposedly dropped 40 plastic containers of cocaine out of the plane. So I'm assuming this is when his karate instructor figured out, like, oh shit, what are we doing? What is this? 
apparently. He didn't know, but I'm sure as soon as Andrew starts starts making these airdrops... As soon as they were loading the fucking plane with cocaine, I'd be where, like, what are we doing here? Where did he think he was going? Anyways. Fuck, man. So Andrew drops 40 plastic containers of cocaine out of the plane, and a few days after Andrew's ill-fated jump, a garment bag was found in a pond in Butts County, Georgia... The bag contained a pilot's handbook, clothing, and maps of Jamaica. So, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, a couple states going on here. And we'll see that um, some of his devil's snow just starts popping up places. Later that month, game rangers found a parachute hanging from a tree in the Chattahoochee National Forest, which is in Georgia. And it had three duffel bags hanging from it. Um, and guess what were in those duffel bags? I can only imagine. <laughs> Each bag contained 210 pounds of cocaine. Dude. Yeah. And I can only assume that parachute is from the karate instructor, and he jumped out with That's... cocaine attached to him. That, um... Anyways. And November... That's a lot of cocaine. Right. Uh, in November, so remember we started in September, some timber workers found a bag containing 28 pounds, also in the Chattahoochee National Forest. And I'm like, okay, 28 pounds in the one bag. That's and literally the other bags Theodore. had 210 pounds in them. It I was feel probably like, like their personal be, supply. It had to have more in there, and they just found 28 pounds in the bag. <gasps> It's okay. their own personal supply. <laughs> they were just gonna lug 50 pounds of that on home and turn in the other 28. I couldn't... Well, I wouldn't trust cocaine if I found it in a range of bag in the woods. Yeah. And so apparently the duffel bags, the cocaine in the duffel bags, you know, they were wrapped in those brick-looking plastic bag mm-hmm. type of things. And all those bags were marked USA on them. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. <laughs> I just, like, I couldn't... I would freak out. I just, like, I wouldn't even know. I would be even scared to, like, turn that into the cops. I'd be like, please do not think that I had anything. I I would probably just leave it there. I wouldn't even... <sighs> yeah. Well, it's also That the gives 80s, me anxiety. So like, cocaine was everywhere, I guess. They're gonna think that I did it. <laughs> I'm not taking the fall for that. I'm going to leave it in the fucking forest let an eight-year-old find it. I don't care. I don't know, because you're about to see what happens when people just leave it in the forest. Oh, fuck. It can feel bad. <laughs> because Andrew wasn't the only one whose life had it, that had been claimed as a result of this smuggle operation. <laughs> In December, a 175-pound black bear was minding his own damn business when he he came across more of Andrew's stash within the Chattahoochee forest. This bear came across another duffel bag that had 40 bags of cocaine in it, which equaled out to 75 pounds, and he reportedly ate it all. He probably got the biggest sense of euphoria. Like, literally, he was 
every 16-year-old after watching the show Euphoria. All of it. All of the bags. All of the cocaine. Reportedly. All right. So we'll get into a little bit of that in a minute. So I know we laugh because it... It's kind of funny. No but way that bear lived. Yeah, he sadly passed away. Because no of way it, that bear. Yeah, an overdose. That's, I, I. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I. Oh, well, now I feel like I gotta take it to the cops. Yeah. But, so not not too <sighs> oh, long after no. this. Yeah, not long after this party animal met his fate. Uh, Hunter. All I imagine <laughs> is Mr. Bogey and the little. Uh, his little cousin, what was it? Oh, I forget. I don't know. I just saw them in a commercial. Boogie and whatever. Yeah. Just imagine them sitting at a picnic table eating some cocaine <laughs> and dying. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. At least yeah. they had a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully. I, I hope he I hope he had fun. I mean, he must have liked it if he kept eating it. If he ate the whole damn bag, I mean he was enjoying at least the first four bags. <laughs> um, well, what's sketchy is that a hunter stumbled across the bear's body, <clears throat> including the 40 bags of empty cocaine or empty bags around him. But he didn't tell authorities. Apparently, it took three weeks for a fish and game agent to learn of the bear and on December 20th, 1985, the carcass was taken for an examination. So, the chief medical examiner at the Georgia State Crime Lab stated that the bear's tummy was literally full to the brim with cocaine. <gasps> the bear's... <laughs> <laughs> Could you just imagine opening... Do you think that examiner was tempted to do a line? Oh, no. Ew, it was probably all mushy. He just saw that. No, I bet some of it, like the very center of it, was probably powdery. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I can do a line of uh, this. Let's go. Oh my gosh. Let's. We'll turn the lights down low. We'll put on some rape music and let's get this autopsy. <laughs> all right. So obviously, there's not a whole lot of scientific research. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's so gross. <laughs> I just imagining this like really pale dude in the corner <laughs> doing some bear soaked intestine cocaine lines. Yeah. Oh my god. We need to do a story on like twisted autopsy technicians. Mm-hmm. You know, well like there was that one girl that was like in a fucking coma and got pregnant. So yeah. you I could only imagine what people do to the dead. It's so sick. Uh, we'll bookmark that. that for sure. Nurse. Back to guys doing bear intestine the cocaine lines. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's not much scientific research on bears and uh, their drug habits with cocaine and overdosing, but like I mentioned, the bear was 175 pounds. A 175-pound human... Um, would take a fatal dose of about 7.5 grams of cocaine and so he for sure od'd well (laughs) what's interesting is that the bear's blood results showed that at the time of death there were only about three to four grams absorbed into its bloodstream oh so like i said we're not sure exactly how the bear how bears would process it 
differently to us, but Maybe in a human, died in the bloodstream, it would be 7.5 grams. But, hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah, true. Their, like, insides work different than ours, yeah. I guess. It's not the exact same. Just built different. Also, like- maybe that that hunter that probably found the bear was probably lying about, oh, the bear ate all exactly. of it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I could see you lying. To that- oh, the bear ate all mm-hmm. of these bags. It- Do not check for that last bag. I don't know. Right. He ate the plastic with that one, too. Right. Well, it leads to that <laughs> question. Although the bear was full of cocaine, did it really eat all 75 pounds? So, some law enforcement have speculated that a local enterpriser may have taken some of it because they could just rip it out of the bags and leave the empty bags there. Or, yeah, you know, true. Because it was there for a couple weeks. Who knows who came across it? And the one dude, the hunter that didn't tell authorities, Report he could have anything, yeah. fucking taken some of it. So, I would just be so sketched out to take drugs that I found in a woods. Yeah. I mean, I know, woods, like, shroom, creepy. aside from shrooms, but like, or even, like, in the ocean, you see those videos of, like, people on TikTok or something. Like, they're in a boat, and this sketchy package just oh. washes up to them, and it's, like, cocaine or weed. I'd be like, ooh. Okay, maybe weed, but... <laughs> that one know. summer I went to Oregon, <laughs> I, I, I flew in, you know, I was walking out of the airport, and my brother met me there, so he, he was outside of the airport, and I walk out, and he's like, hold open your hands. And he, I'm like, okay. So I hold it open my hands, and he just sets all this random crap in my hands that he found dug in the bushes outside the airport. It wasn't, Excuse me? It wasn't random crap. It was just, like, weed containers full of weed and and cartridges, and he found some, like, wax. Shut Because people just, up. like, go to the airport with their little stashes and forget about them, so they, instead of throwing them away, they bury it for when they come back or... So he just Whoa, like found all this weed. Actually, the best. That's actually Loki. Like really smart. Oh, if yeah. you're ever, if you're like us, twenty <laughs> broke and desperate, <laughs> just right? go to the airport and so. go through the bushes. <clears throat> Damn, you're. Yeah. So if you're one ever of those flying, smartest things into... your brothers thought about. <laughs> I, I was like, hey, shit, thanks. <laughs> if you're ever flying into an airport that has legalized marijuana in their state just check oh, out some yeah. of the bushes outside we did not tell you that but <laughs> go thank my check brother. it out <laughs> thank my brother we're we're just seeing if the airport's safe <laughs> we're seeing if this is acceptable we want to test drive before we come to take our trip just traffic purposes oh, so this poor beer beer <laughs> this poor bear <laughs> Uh, bear needed a beer with all that fucking cocaine oh, yeah. man he was given the nickname pablo escobar and also oh. cocaine bear uh the chief medical examiner thought that the bear was in pretty good shape considering and he didn't want his carcass to go to waste so he got it taxidermied taxidermized mm-hmm. for by a friend mm-hmm. um for science of course science purposes always yeah it was gifted to the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area, but it was later removed to protect it from wildfires. So mm. it went into storage and then apparently disappeared for a little bit, getting passed around from owner to owner. Um, fun fact, at one point, Waylon Jennings owned it, which is a famous country singer. 
But today, you can find Pablo Escobar at the Kentucky Fun Mall. It's in an attraction thingy where you can just go see him. That's not scientific or <laughs> educational. So, cue the picture of Pablo Escobar. Oh, I feel bad for that bear now. He has gone through enough. Now he, he loves his days. hat on him. And he's wearing a chain. <laughs> no. Put the bear out of his misery. I mean, I get it. He was a party boy, but... Yeah. Oh. Eh. Well, he looks sad. That was the story of a cocaine smuggling operation that ended with the sky raining men, cocaine, and with the death of the ultimate party animal. Fuck, man. He couldn't have been in a group and they just could have shared it all I know. together. He found it and he's like, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. I need this cocaine and I need it now. <laughs> oh, well. Damn, dude, there's no way that that one dude didn't know about it. He was in on it. Right. I mean, in the 80s, when you come across a shit ton of cocaine, what do you do? You take it. You (laughs) have three options. You tell the authorities, turn it in, you take it to sell, or you take it to take. (laughs) Or you don't take it, and you let a bear eat it and die. Four options. Oh, poor Pablo Escobar. I know. Well, if you ever find cocaine, kids, you put it in your pocket, and you don't leave it for bears to eat. (laughs) And you wish upon a star. (laughs) Lesson of the day learned. You wish upon a star that you just saved a bear's life. So good for you. Yes. Daily advice given to you (sighs) by Red Rum and Red Wine. Be sure to follow us for more on our socials, R-A-R-W podcast, and you save the email. Red rum and red wine podcast at gmail.com. To talk to us. Yeah. Yeah. To talk to us and let us know how shitty we're doing and how (laughs) we can do better so we can afford therapy for our lives review us maybe on your platforms leave us a good rating (laughs) yes five stars because we've earned it pablo escobar (laughs) earned it did andrew thornton earn it earn it no well (laughs) he was doing good for america in the 80s i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people were upset that that shipment didn't get to where it was right he died doing what most of us only dreamed that we could and that was drugs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, why not just land the plane in the nearby airport? Because <laughs> they would get arrested and go to jail. I know, but he was planning on landing there in the parachute. I don't know. Like, when I don't did know. I don't really. I don't really think he thunked that one through. And that is, uh, that is unfortunately another thing with drugs and why we don't recommend them on this show is because we end up dying more times than not. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. true. Don't do drugs. Don't. Don't do drugs. Smuggle Maybe drugs. just weed. I don't think that one kills you. We haven't proven it yet. I don't do drugs. Just weed. Just the small drugs. That was a movie quote. I wasn't just saying that, by the way. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. <sighs> No, it's okay. I just wanted to make an announcement. We are actually educated in pop culture, and 
Until next time, this is Kristen. And this is Sarah. Red room. Red wine. <laughs> okay, bye! <laughs>